0: Edwards, hey, what's up, Todd? how are you, man? I'm doing all right, man. <laughs> Joel, Joel thinks that.
1: Shut up, no. <laughs> Joel thinks that it has nothing to do with the audio.
0: It's just that maybe you're just afraid that you're ugly. <laughs> well, it's true. I'm a little bit ugly, but I have found that that the audio quality is affected. Because the the computer is processing so much more, right? It's processing all those pixels to display my my ugly face. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Hold
1: on, brother, I'm I'm almost forty, <laughs> man. I'm just ugly. I don't know how I got so lucky to get such a beautiful girl. You're not <laughs> ugly. I didn't even see the picture. I'm just saying it was funny because it was just a big question mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you two married? Uh, we're working on it. Nice. For <laughs> you. We will we will be soon. We're we're pretty much an old married couple. You
0: might as well consider it. Awesome. We fight. we fight like we're 60. Yep. Yeah. I just got married last summer. So, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, we've almost made it through the first year. We're still together. All right. Yeah. That's good. So far, so good. That's good. So, for the listeners at home who, who don't know, well, I'm sure most of the people out there know. But for the people who don't know, I'm talking with Chris Edwards. He was the first person to ever grind a rail on rollerblades. He was the first person to ever have a pro skate. He was a stuntman on Airborne, Batman and Robin, Mighty Ducks, and Prayer of the Roller Boys. And his nickname is The Godfather for good reason. He's, he was basically the first person on rollerblades to really, really excel. I mean, so many people got into skating because of Chris Edwards. They saw him skate. He had so much power. So much intensity on the rollerblades that people it made people go whoa. It made people look at rollerblading in a totally different way. So, Chris, tell me, yeah. please tell me how you got into rollerblading in the first place. Uh, well, man, first of all, I, you, everything was right, but I, I actually didn't do Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do Batman. No,
1: okay. I wasn't that wasn't on that project. Me. Yeah, it's cool though. Everything else I did do, it was, it and was, it was a blast and an honor. Um, I got, I got started rollerblading um, back in 1986. I was uh, in California, in Escondido, where I was born and mostly raised. But uh, my dad was a pastor, and we had moved uh, back and forth from Escondido to Los Alamos, because he had a church in Los Alamos in New Mexico for a little bit. And uh, in Los Alamos, they had a private ski hill, and my dad was an avid skier and had me on skis since I was, old enough to walk pretty much and uh when i moved back to california after spending a few winters in los alamos and uh really taken to skiing you know between like the ages of nine and and 12. uh we moved next door to the studio owned a bike shop martin wazalski uh north county bicycles in uh escondido and um uh, he befriended us and, uh, actually big friends, not the right word, but he, he became a friend of ours and, uh, let me work at his shop when I was like 12 years old and clean toilets and sweep the floors. And I was too young to actually earn a a legal dollar. So he gave me uh shop dollars and I was allowed to buy, buy things from the shop. So I, at first I bought some bikes and different things. And then, uh, all of a sudden, these rollerblades came into the store and had a picture of a dude with ski poles I was like, wow, all right, those look cool. And so I, uh, I cleaned some toilets and swept some floors until I earned enough shop dollars to buy my first pair of rollerblades. And uh, I bought those in uh, 1996 and jumped on them and uh, started jumping off the of thing. I fell in love immediately.
0: Wow, so so back then, like, was there anyone that you went skating with, or did you just go out by yourself?
1: I was a complete and total freak. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone at school laughed at me. I was the only person that had them. People would drive by and honk their horns and just stare, and like, what the heck are those? I got stopped everywhere I went, because I was definitely uh, one of the very first, even in the town, to, to own a pair. So I was like, you know. Like the first person you saw cruising through the city. We had a couple other friends that, that bottom, you know, as well, but I, I, I took, really took to them. My other friends were uh, playing hockey with them and whatnot, but, uh, I had friends who bicycle stunts, you know, uh, rode their ramps and then plenty of friends who skateboarded. So I just started seeing if I could ride my
0: rollerblades with Wow. It's so interesting to think about, like, because because now we have a point of reference, right we see people rollerblading and like even when I started, people were doing it, so I had people to look at and emulate their moves. but back then, like how did you you said you were like jumping off, off of stuff and things like that like where did you even get the influence to do those things
1: uh my my influence uh major influence was uh my brother Kenny Clark uh, in Escondido who worked at the bike shop and I uh, used to ride for GT on the uh, demo teams and uh, he had ramps and so he was he was my first big influence more towards the, the culture that we're used to today you know so I, he, he was one of the first ramps I was touching and uh, he he pushed me pretty hard and then, uh, then in like 87 uh, I ended up connecting with rollerblade pretty quick because after that first year in 86 of riding uh, the owner of, of the bike shop, Martin, got a hold of Chris Morris, who was the sales rep out in California at the time, and said, man, you got to come out and watch this kid. He's kind of crazy. So Morris and uh, Pat Parnell came out and met me, and uh, I signed with Rollerblade in 87. So then uh I ended up meeting Parnell and meeting Action Jackson and uh, uh, Doug Boyce. Doug Boyce ended up being a major influence on me as well. He, he, he was really into, uh, into trying to produce what we have today. He, he had like, you know, you he heard in the Angie interview a lot of, you know, Angie spoke nothing but truth. So I mean, uh, Bruce, uh, or Doug Boyce, I'm sorry, Doug Boyce had the, the first, the first, uh, drawing of a skate with wheels to create the gap to grind. And he, he used to stand around and go, come on, Edward, you know, he, Push me, like, grab it this way and tweak it that way. And, you know, between him and Parnell, like, if you watch Dare to Air, you see Parnell a lot, you know, saying like, reach into my my, my uh, uh, pockets and
0: say, I am a man. <laughs> like, <laughs> as I grinded down the, some of the first rails, you know. Wow. So you said you signed with Rollerblade. Like, what does that mean? You, had, you got a job with Rollerblade? What was the deal there?
1: Uh... I was still pretty young. I was only thirteen. I got signed on this junior junior team, and uh, I don't know, that that kind of kind of went uh, kind of went nowhere for a minute.
0: Yeah. But eventually, um, you started like it sounded like in the early days. You guys did like a lot of shows and demos, and when did that all start?
1: That sparked up uh, closer to the nineties. So like around around uh, it was kind of it was kind of like uh, the first thing I did was uh, as a junior team member I I we did like a, a, one of the promo videos for Rollerblade and we just kind of sh- sh- cruised around and skated and uh, I don't know uh, I remember uh, they had a, a launch ramp I tried I, I went off of it I, I busted my chin and then like for some reason I was told I wasn't allowed to ride the ramp but. I kept on riding it anyways, and they kind of got mad at me, and Action Jackson got all mad at me. And then uh, uh, I just kept on doing it anyways and jumping. And uh, then they made me wear spandex and do the cover of the Blade Runner box. And after that, I was just like really turned off. I was like, forget, forget this,
0: really. So they made you wear spandex? So if I wanted to check. But, but they said, I mean? okay. Okay, we'll pay you, but you have to wear spandex. Right, what we want for the cover.
2: <laughs> you sell out.
1: Well, my, my family is on welfare, so so at the time I was, uh, you know, it was weighing the option. Like, okay, you know, I was a 13 year old kid about to make a thousand bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And but that was, you know, that's the last time I feel that I sold out to rollerblading, because even as a 13 year old kid, I just felt it was wrong. Do you know what I mean like it just it wasn't me, so then i I didn't really pursue anything with them until uh, closer to like uh eighty nine and then uh I think it was like eighty eight or 89, 89. I think eighty eight was kind of a quiet year. I just kept like rolling with my friends on the ramps and street skating and then uh eighty nine I got a call to go do the Mickey Mouse Club, <laughs> so I was on the Mickey Mouse Club I was saying, uh, why because we
0: like because we like you." <laughs> <laughs> what was that all about the mickey mouse club yeah man i'm on the mickey mouse club what's the mickey mouse club you never seen the mickey mouse club man i don't think so m-i-c-k-e-y
1: m-o-u-s-e mickey mouse and then and then at the end of the show you know they go uh uh when they say uh they go uh m-i-c and they're like see you real soon k-e-y and i said why because we like you. M O
0: U S E. So this was like an acting gig, or did you do any skating <laughs> with this?
1: No, man. We had a little quarter pipe. I busted a little ho ho action, and then uh, uh and then I then I at the end after the, the like a, the team boy came out. You know the dancers came and woo, and then uh then they're like and here it comes. At that time, my last name was Hodge and Denton, so it was kind of funny like uh, my name got changed uh, when I was fourteen, but um just a family thing, but uh um I, they were like, here comes Chris Detton Hodges, and I come flying out and aired out of the quarter five kind of I did like some stalls and then a little ho ho invert wow. did a couple of tricks, and then at the end uh, uh, I sang the song <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> That was my that was my first uh, introduction to Hollywood. Wow. And then then I uh, from there then you know man I just started like rolling in commercials and did the Sunny Delight commercial, um, which uh, Jewel didn't realize it was one of her favorite commercials. She didn't realize that as a kid, as she looked at that ridiculously good looking kid (laughs) in the
2: fridge
1: fridge saying uh, (laughs) purple stuff, purple stuff, soda called uh, okay. Sunny D. Sunny D. Yeah. She didn't realize she was going to marry <laughs> that ridiculously <the> good-looking kid. <laughs> wow.
0: Sunny D yeah. is is gross. It, it, is, dude, <laughs> it is. It's disgusting. not very
1: good. I'm not getting paid by him today, so I'll tell you, it's gross. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I got, to, man, okay, we did a couple of Sunny Dye commercials, and one of them was uh, in the desert. And uh, they some someone forgot to put the put them on ice, man, and uh, I had to drink warm, almost hot, Sunny Delight and pretend like it was delicious.
2: Ugh!
1: Like I really had to act like it was refreshing and amazing. And then I remember, like after so many takes, I had to stop and puke and then do it again.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Gnarly.
1: Yeah, it was gnarly. I really had, I earned my money on that one. Gross. But, it was cool because it showcased rollerblading. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what other... And I did... What's that? I was just going to say, what other uh, commercials did you do?
1: Oh, uh, uh, a Frosted Flakes commercial, a uh, really cool Kodak commercial for the 92 Olympic Games, uh, where we, we bombed uh, the hills of San Francisco. But uh, it was dressed like a, a downhill skier and, and launched, like launched into some of the hills like took some pretty massive launches into the hills and uh and then and, uh i don't know uh a couple coke commercials um uh i'm trying to think, now like a few like international spots of some other weird products that were international that weren't uh you know u.s products um I didn't do preparation H, Joel. Get out of here. I so might what, I might now at my age though. Yeah.
0: I'm if, Chris Edwards. I pioneered yeah. rolevating and I use Preparation H. I like Preparation H is good. <laughs> is it? It works really I'm, well.
1: It's I'm it's no like the I perfect
0: shape and it. Is it? Yeah, it goes in really easily. It's good stuff. <laughs> I've used Preparation H why i haven't I haven't had to use that yet, no too bad should try it <laughs> so what's that like like doing these commercials like um like, like you've done some pretty intense stunts for for movies and commercials like what's that what's that like when the director's like, okay, we want you to do this and it's like something really scary
1: um then you just go all right well you need to negotiate with my agent and make sure that I get a uh, a fair stunt bump on every attempt
0: <laughs> yeah because yeah. is that is that the way it works it's like the more dangerous it is the more they have to pay you uh, the higher the yeah the higher the
1: bump and uh, like you, you'll you'll negotiate with them like all right I'll give you I'll give you three for I'll give you three takes for $1,500 on top of my already negotiated day rate or, or rate for the shoe yeah yeah Wow. and you know like there was there was there was a moment when I was making uh I was making anywhere between 1500 to
0: 3000
1: dollars a flip
0: <laughs> wow yeah those were good days yeah so I saw when you you broke both your arms that was in a video yeah that was in Ireland tell us about that well man I, I had, uh
1: kind of got tired of the x games and um, like i've never really been a competitive skater you know i started like way before competitions i i I participated in the competitions that knew that it would be great for for the culture and and the recognition that it would bring it and it was fun to compete you know but i've never been driven by the competition and i think after the x games they started like really blowing up and it just got like a little too much for my liking i'm just not really over the top of uh you know, all the, all that hype about it. And I, I, don't like the way that it, uh, I don't like the way the X game stifled the creativity and the progression of, uh, of, uh, of our culture. Um, but I think that forcing one person to go out on a course for a minute and not crashing totally ripped away, uh, the elegance and beauty of, of the attempt and the then successful landing an accomplishment of, of, of something new in in, in the culture. Yeah. You know, there was a, there was some stifled years there. We got back back into it. I think the best thing that ever happened to us was that we got kicked out of the X-Game. Because now we're back to... Look at, look at how much it progressed since we got kicked out. Because yeah. now you go to our contest, you go to our contest in this jam format, no one's penalized for crashing. They're only rewarded for, for their inner, inner innovations and creativity on a course. Yeah. And now, you know, I mean, I can't even, I'm, I'm stunned. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm so proud of everybody.
0: Do you do you watch a lot of uh, videos? Like, do you pay attention yeah, all, to rollerblading now?
1: I've never not paid attention to rollerblading time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've been, I've you, been here.
1: I've been here the whole time, you know.
0: Yeah, no I've kidding.
1: Either, I've either been, you know, I've been working at Woodward Camp um you know i've been uh i was running a skate park here in uh in pittsburgh and i've never i've never left i don't know i guess people just didn't see me so much in the hypey hype and thought i went somewhere but i've been right here man i've still been helping and influencing the best i can and teaching kids how to skate and how to roll and you know i'm i'm now getting back on to a hopping onto a wagon again you know what i mean like i i feel like my heart's ready to to do something a little bit bigger we're about to celebrate uh 20th anniversaries of a lot of milestones in the culture and i think that it's just time to celebrate and and be proud of
0: yeah there's i've noticed a trend hello sorry yeah sorry man i i I cry cry too much
1: dude i cry all the time man I would, say, I would say it's time to celebrate and just be really really proud of of who we are and and what we've done, where we've come from, and then what we've accomplished yeah, no shit i've
0: noticed uh I've noticed something recently like a lot of uh, a lot of people whether or not they stopped skating they they kind of faded away, and you didn't really see much from them. But it seems like lately there's there's Louisa Zamora and there's you and I've noticed Santiago has kind of come back. It, it se- there seems to be something in the air where people it, it really feels like they're realizing how amazing biting is or they really want to be involved again. Um, Omar Weissong came out with an, a new edit and and there it, it does feel like there's something in the air where people are realizing like, holy shit, like. Role budding is really awesome and it's been around for so long. And like you said, it, it is time to celebrate the fact that like how lucky are we, that we are involved with this thing and we, so that, we do well, this I, thing I, and a, we know about it and it's beautiful. Right.
1: Well, and as a culture, we've persevered, you know, we've now, we've now paid some dues and we're still here. And, you know, it's, it's everyone's efforts that have kept it alive. So I mean, everyone who is like, Anyone who's donated a little bit of blood, a little bit of sweat, a little bit of tears, man, should be proud. And yeah. there's a, there's millions of us. And uh, you know, I, I think that you know that's why you're, you're seeing you're seeing those you're seeing those folks that uh, just had to take a rest for a second. Uh, you know, considered a hockey game, people were just sitting down for a minute, but they're getting ready to jump back in the game and fight.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's a- uh, you know. It's an exciting time, I feel it.
1: Yeah, for sure it is, man. I think I think it's come to the point where it's just like you know what, uh, uh, try and try and uh, I'm just to the point where it's like uh, you know I'm ready just to be pretty confident and just uh, you know try and stop me. I think okay. you're, you're not going to stop us. You're not going to stop rollerblading. The, the the resurgence is here, and we're 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 going to be coming
0: back with a with a mighty force. Man, hearing you say that is just giving me shivers. i remember like when I first saw that Rems edit that you put out. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was so excited because I hadn't seen anything from you for so long that, you know, you do think like, oh, that he doesn't skate anymore, or maybe he does, but but he's not pushing it too hard. And when I saw that edit, it was like, wow, like this guy is still so good. Like he's launching as high as anyone out of quarter pipes. He's doing tricks that people still can't do. Like those toe, t- those toe taps on the top of, on the top of the quarter. Like no one does that. And those crazy grabs that you do and just skating with so much control. I mean, to see that was just really inspiring. How old are you now?
1: Thanks, Todd. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 38. I'll be 39 here in December. And, i'm I'm almost 40 years
0: old bro awesome it's it's so inspiring to see people like not that 38 is old by any means but there was a time when people kind of had this perception that being 20 was old yeah like That's back in the 90s are... like when people were 22 and they were still skating it was like oh he's an og like that guy's old and it's so exciting to see people your age ripping it and and that's really, I think that's really one thing that roll biting really needs is, is the older, more mature skaters with just years of experience under their belt. And and you might not be doing like five forties to to kind grinds and and tricks that these young kids are doing, but you do your stuff with so much control and elegance that it, it's equally as or if not more impressive than a lot of these technical tricks. It's just like something beautiful and confident that only, like, an older person can accomplish on rollerblades. Well, I, I think that it's, it's not something that rollerblading it was needing. It's something
1: that rollerblade is now f- growing into But Like, you know, if, if, you, know, you got to look at it that. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to be right there at the, at the get-go. So if I'm as old as it gets, we're pretty young as a culture. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So we're, we're, we're just – we're just now coming into our own,
2: yeah.
1: Um, as a culture, and as individuals within the culture, we're all maturing, and you know, we we have no choice but to either mature or die. I suppose, you know. So, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I definitely am swinging with a lot of experience now. At you know, almost forty years old, and been married a few times. I've done some crazy, stupid, young buck things, and you know, and now I'm. I'm a lot slower in my movements, but uh, they're, they're a lot more precise now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'd say if I was to compare... Oh, I'm getting some echo. <laughs> I can hear my voice after I talk. It's really distracting. Okay, sorry. <laughs> You're not, uh, That's not your fault. But um, if I was to compare playing to a person, like I think... Like if role betting was a was a man, I think we would be about seventeen years old right now. I think we would like just be like you know, maybe had your first job for a couple years. You're starting maybe you're starting to to date girls. You're starting to get a little bit more confident. You're starting to like rebel against your parents a little bit. We're young. We're starting to grow into our own, but we're still very young. We still have a long ways to go. In a lot of ways, I think we're, we're a little over-confident, over a little over-arrogant, kind of the way a 17-year-old is. But we're very talented. Yeah, for sure.
1: I, but I think that uh, your assessment's probably right with the with the culture that's uh, rocking right now. But now that you've got... Uh, you got the the old heads coming back in. We at least raise the age up a handful of years. Do You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. You there? Yeah. Because I mean, like you know, I like you haven't. It's been it's been it's been a good five years easily, uh, and closer pushing probably the ten years since uh, you've had that first regime really. Out there doing much. It was like uh, we all kind of took a step back, found our ways to help, influence, and let the new regime step in and and show who they were and be who they were without over the top. And at the same time, dealing with the re- rebellion of that regime as they you know it's it's only it's a natural it's a natural and it's a positive thing that happens, but it it, it happens. Yeah. And now now you know we're I think that that. That the the second wave is uh, is now to a point where they're realizing, well, they're starting to get older, and maybe uh, as they look back, then they're they're in a position to look way back now. Do you know what I mean?
0: The the older skaters.
1: Yeah. Now that now now we start to look way back. You're looking back, you're now, now you're looking back to the people are now really looking at focusing in on the roots. Five yeah. years ago, man, there was a lot to talk about with Happy and Aragon and all the amazingness and craziness, Broskow and Morales, and everyone was bringing to the table, and they're still bringing it. But now, them boys are about they're pushing 30 now, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's amazing. But so it now seems like they're 30. You know they're now looking back a little bit themselves because they're now starting to get to that point where like, all right, man, what am I gonna do when I'm turned 30? Yeah, I mean they're, they're they're still representing, of course, and, and man, I, I couldn't be more proud of them. And I, they really they really carried the the flag like better than you know I, I'm safe to say any of us older dudes could or or, or
0: dudes or or, or 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 girls could even ever imagine, you know. Yeah, it seems like the the shelf life of pros has gotten longer and longer. Like dudes like Haffey and Roscado, they're still at the top. It, there was a time when when the people at the top would be replaced like really quick with the young guns coming up. Yeah, right.
1: It was that was the uh, I think that was just the exciting. Uh, those were the hypey years, you know, man. That was the whole ESPN thing, the ASA involvement, all that stuff. Just it was just like it was like too much money for. Uh, the culture's own good without any direction or, or solid, solid foundation to really go off of. Yeah. So it was just like, and people just didn't care. It was just like, man, there wasn't enough roots there to really make it. Although the roots never, never got uprooted. We're still here. We just like had to go and do some other stuff to, to keep it around and, and dodge the,
0: dodge the bullet. Yeah. Would you say that there was a lot of like spoiled people in rollerblading? People who were, were getting paid a lot from a young age, and so they didn't really learn to work for it, and there was a lot of laziness in rollerblading.
1: Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't really like uh, focusing on any really the, the negative things. I think. I think that it is just what it is. You know, like yeah, definitely. There, there was a lot of young people. I mean, come on, like the the first the first contest, you know, there was a few of us that were just in our twenties and and then there was just the the talent pool wasn't really there. We were just taking anyone who could rip. So all of a sudden you're getting guys like Matty Mance that, you know, fourteen who was who was pretty awesome at the time, but you know, you're not gonna find a fourteen year old today who can keep up with the you know keep up with the par. Yeah. You know, like, you'll find some good, you know, there's definitely some awesome kids out there who are grooming. I think the grooming process is longer now. The grooming process before was just, it was more out of need. Like, come on, we just got to make a field of skaters and make it look like we got a whole bunch of people and a whole bunch of people doing it. So just, you're pretty damn good. Come over here. You're pretty good, too. Come over here. And then I think that the ASA system of just turning 10 pros, 10 skaters pro every single year just started to really infiltrate the the marketplace and give all these like false hopes and dreams to riders that then just end up kind of collapsing on itself. You turn 10 dudes pro without enough companies to support them, give them skates, you know, give them uh, product to endorse and everything. You're just going to have total mayhem. And that's what we, that's what we ended up with. And and then, uh, you know, we've had, we had to grow past that point. Where now uh, I think as a culture, everything is kind of settling down and uh settling into itself at this point now, like you said, you know like everyone's the the shelf life's uh, extended out there a little bit more uh the guys who are representing the companies representing the culture are some solid dudes you know there's a lot of really great guys who uh represent blading like you know with some honor and respect,
0: yeah. Your view is so fascinating because you, you have literally been right there from the beginning. Yeah, and you were very involved, like right, like you saw the very beginnings of the rollerblade team and like the very first aggressive rollerbladers. Um, and you've watched oh, this yeah. thing like from birth, from, from, from the very beginning, you've watched it progress for the last 20 years. Like where do you, where do you see it all going? What's gonna happen?
1: it's definitely a weird perspective you know I mean so, you know I, I I'm glad I have a good solid faith in God and I'm just like really really blown away in the position that he's blessed me with it is it, sometimes my perspective is definitely follows even my own mind I can't believe that I've been able to watch something go from the beginning I mean that's why like I named my first clothing company birth because it just was representing the beginning of what we were trying to achieve with Angie and Jess and Pat and Doug and, you know, with Daily Bread and everything. We were such a tight-knit group. And, you know, we went and met Arlo. Arlo jumped in. Like I mean, like, the, we all rode together and believed in something. And it was like we were kids pretending we were an in industry and and making this, like, uh, Wizard of Oz curtain. And then it, it worked. And now you take the curtain away, and, man, look what you see. It's amazing. Like it's like, you know, it's not it's not just a uh, it's not just a handful of us like standing at a microphone, man. You can take the curtain away now, and be completely blown away with the uh, the international involvement and and the the passion and the heart and the soul and, and the dedication of so many people to this thing. It, it it's overwhelming.
0: It really is. It's amazing. Did you when you first began? Did you? did you ever think that it would be like this? Did you think it would be global with so many people pushing so hard and so many, like this interconnectedness that we have? And like, did you ever think it would, it would grow like this?
1: I think that we were young enough and cocky enough to think so. Do you know what I mean? But now as I'm older, I'm just, I I can't believe it worked. Maybe, maybe like, our, you know just to be, you know like maybe our youthfulness and our cockiness and that we were gonna you know roll the world and do it and take it over and you know like it it, it worked sometimes. yeah totally so like now we're now sitting here as a dude who's about to be 40 and you know looking back and seeing like man it's just amazing dude i'm just i'm i couldn't be more proud man i could i couldn't be you know It's uh, I'm taken back by it. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. Sometimes I just can't. I
0: don't know. Sorry, dude. I cry a lot. That's <laughs> fine.
1: Next. <No>, yeah, <laughs> no,
0: no need to apologize. Like as soon as soon as like the overwhelmingness
1: of it all like hits me, my eyes start watering. I just like I, it's, it's tears of uh, of uh, complete uh, gratitude and appreciation and, and
0: awe. Yeah, and you're you're so you're so lucky to be to have to have witnessed it all. To, I mean, not many people get something like that in their life i mean people fall in love with baseball or fall in love with basketball or music or or painting or whatever but how many people can say that they've witnessed something grow from the beginning and they were involved with that birth and they they are they are very they're hugely responsible for where it is today like you helped plant those seeds you you got so many people into skating like so many people credit you, your appearance in Airborne to to them falling in love with skating wanting to skate, wanting to experience that freedom, like you you showcase that um, and you are like hugely responsible for, for where betting is today like what the hell would betting be without Chris Edwards? You know, my first pair of skates, my first pair of skates, 18 years ago were Tarmac CEs they had your name on it right and now well, we're talking. Amazing. Yeah.
1: Well, there's no, there's no way. I was, man. I was just, I was the poster kid, man. And there, there's so many people that were behind that, that icon. And I mean, I did, I did do the, the skating. I did do the, the tricks. But I, I was so influenced and, and so inspired by so many people that were behind me, pushing me and and fighting for what we were doing. And I mean, I. It, I, I wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Angie and and Jess and Doug Boyce and Parnell and Chris Morris and uh, you know Kenny Clark who built me a ramp in his backyard so I could just ride every day. Uh, I, I, man, I'm 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 grateful and overwhelmed that I was in a position to, to be a vessel and and I give that I give all the glory to God, man. I can't. it says too big there's too many people for that that gave so much to it.
0: yeah i uh i have a confession to make chris okay dude i suck at airing quarters
2: <laughs> yeah, i yeah. uh
0: i grew up skating i grew up skating in a little town and i started i skated a lot of street and So I, I didn't skate a lot of park when I was growing up and I guess I always felt foreign on quarter pipes and I've always wanted, I've always wanted to learn how to skate, how to air quarter pipes. And you are the master of like, you can soar so high out of quarter pipes, you land right at the top of the coping. Please tell me, give me some advice. Like how do I air quarters? How do you do that?
1: Um. Well, if you make a check payable to the Airman CE, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
0: cool. I'll, I'll mail it out to you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing,
1: man. But I, uh, but I am definitely gonna. I'll, I'll, am gonna throw you that bone right now. But I'm definitely gonna be uh, making some how-to things and uh, and you know I'm gonna be focusing now on on the kids and and uh, getting kids on. Sk- I mean, it's been my main mission through about all of uh, my exploits in rollerblading is to put people on skate and to encourage and, and help kids find themselves through it. And uh, my mission is going to continue, and I'm going to get uh, just as aggressive as I was before with it, um, just uh, in an old man kind of way. So I'll be making some how-to clips for the WRS site and for my new adventure, theairmance.com, and... Um uh, you guys will be able to, to learn and, and the tricks that I can't accomplish myself, I'll just go talk to the Brotherhood and have them uh
0: Hello? Yo yo. Hey Chris. What's up? The internet failed us. Oh, it happens, man. But it was good. I, I went and took a pee. It felt nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. When you have to pee it 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 uh it takes some brain power away from you.
1: I, I bet it must have been that trick tip I gave you. Just like you got so excited, you nearly peed your
0: pants. Exactly. I just yeah. You out. Uh, yeah, I, just I t- talked about an air, air quarter pipe. Yeah, I tinkled a little bit. Just a I, bit, I like a little, a little dribble. <laughs> right. It's amazing because there, for a
1: second, I thought that you hung up on me. You couldn't even handle that trick tip I gave you.
0: Yeah, it just blew my mind. So, go on. How do, you, how do you, air a quarter pipe like Chris Edwards?
1: I thought you just got that tip.
0: <laughs> you were well. You were telling me that you're going to produce all these how-to videos, and that's exciting. Right. That's great. Right. But I want to. I want to hear it like straight from the, straight from the man. You're gonna, man. You're gonna be able to buy my video and hear
1: it straight from the man.
0: <laughs> okay. So I got to buy the video. I got to get the video first. I'm just playing <laughs> time, uh, No, I mean, I
1: definitely, like, you know, like I said, our mission is to be able to get some kids on skates. The way I look at it, man, there's a rollerblader born every single day. Yep. And, uh, um, you know, it's up to us as a culture and us as, as as individuals to do our part and find those rollerbladers that were born every single day and get them on skates and uh, turn them on to uh, the freedom of feet. That Rolling has to offer. Yep. You like that Rems plug right there?
0: I oh. I heard it. That's that was good. Did you see that? I, I barely a, even a, noticed. That's that's a that's a seasoned uh, that's a seasoned man. Yeah. Um, you're a true professional. You know, you gotta just sneak those things in there. Yeah. But uh, um,
1: uh, the the quarter pipes, brother. There's uh, if you got a quarter pipe without vert, there's one way to air them, and then uh. And then the quarter pipe with vert, there's another way to arrow, But both share some similarities. Um, the similarity on them is you always stare at the coping. And you always make sure that you ride through the coping and and keep staring at the coping until you get your feet back to the coping.
0: Right. Now, so when that- you're... Yeah. Oh, totally. So yeah. when you're... When you're, when you're in the air, you're, like, aiming for your feet to hit the coping.
1: Right. you, you got to stare at the coping. Okay? That's the that's the similar thread between vert quarter pipes and non-vert quarter pipes is you're going to ride out of the coping and stare at the coping until you get back to the
0: coping. That makes so much sense, and it sounds so obvious. Okay. I've never been told that.
1: Right. Okay, and so... Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. That's cool. Um, okay, so now the, the difference between the two of them is slight, and not, not doing the slight difference on either or could end in fatality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on a non-vert quarter pipe, you want to pop up and slightly out as to not be uh uh tossed over the deck so you're gonna have to kind of throw your your body weight as you blast through the coping kind of as straight up and slightly out as you can
0: like out towards the ground or out towards the flat bottom but not a lot just a little bit and uh yeah, see, that's my huge problem, I think. I, 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 I jump out way too much. Like, I always land, like, way too far down on the coping. Right. So, or on the quarter. Uh,
1: it helps. It helps to... Um, carving, carving uh, is really essential on a non-vert quarter pipe is to carve. Carve kind of up and slightly out, but not a lot out. Still over the top of the coping. Really, both of them, you got to be staring and you want to be... You want to. Position your body to be right over the top of the coping. In theory, you're airing directly above the coping. Yeah. On a vert ramp, you're going to throw yourself more up and slightly in towards the deck. Whoa! Really? Just, just slightly. that's. that's there's the two differences. Because what you're doing is you're compensating. You're compensating for the fact that a vert ramp wants to throw your ass to the flat bottom and a non-vert ramp wants to throw your ass to the, to the deck.
0: Right, that makes sense. So
1: you got to make those slight adjustments.
0: Okay, and that makes a vert, lot of sense.
1: On a vert quarter pipe, it's better to land on the deck than it is to pull out and drop 20-some feet to the flat bottom any day on any Sunday. Yeah. So it's best to to if you're gonna if you're gonna overcompensate on accidentally uh, or wrong on a vert, you want to compensate over the deck, where then your air is three or four foot above the coping. In some cases, ten foot plus, and but then the distance between your your ultimate height and safety is therefore only ten feet or less. Because you're aiming for the deck.
0: Yeah.
1: And then uh, on the uh, on the low, lower quarter pipes without the vert, um, usually, you know, it, it always sucks to pull out too much. Yeah. You know, that's what Joel says every night. Shut up. That was gross, Joel. <laughs> that's yeah.
0: Joel, yeah, how could you? God, Joel. <laughs> heck, heck, you little... So speaking of pulling out, like how you're 38 now, how does your body feel these days?
1: Uh, a, a little sore. I, I went. Uh, I skated yesterday with uh, Bruce Bales with Bo Coddington's making an edit, and uh, he's he's up to some uh, old old man up to no good at it. Cool. Um, so he requested some clips. Went out yesterday, it's, uh, we're just getting out of the winter, and I just quit my job over at, uh, the theater. I was, uh, running my buddy's joint for him, and just wasn't for me, really.
0: Yeah.
1: It was taking me away from skating too much. I got, it was cool. I moved down here to run the skate park, and then all of a sudden, I'm running the theater, and skating seemed to just like, it was like felt like it was fading. It was was almost like my heart was dying. But uh, then uh, we got into some situations which made it easy for me to leave. And then just uh, kind of pray and hope that I can make some things happen for myself and for Um, rolling. But uh, I went rolling yesterday and I feel I'm sore as hell today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, it feels good.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I don't know... I'm going to have to, you know, I think uh, I have to, at my age, I have to work out in order to stay on top of it. But, uh, you know, back in the day, I was just young and skating every day, all day was enough of a workout to keep me in shape. But uh, I'm definitely going to be doing uh, that insanity workout just to get my fighting legs back underneath me so I can uh, really get some serious clips. Yesterday, I got some fun clips. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, but, uh I still got enough driving me. I want to get a couple of serious
0: clips. Like I want to do a couple of cool things. Nice. What guess did you it, call? Guess. What did you call that? The Madman Training? Or what? what what's that? You, you, old man. Old man. Old man. man. What does man. this consist of? Like, what kind of workout are you going to start doing?
1: I like the I like the looks of that Insanity workout. So Joel and I are going to start doing that. Have you seen that on
0: TV? The Insanity workout? No. What's
1: it's a that? lot of jumping. It's a lot of jumping. It's a lot of like. Uh, uh it's all body weight the whole the whole thing's all body weight and yeah. um, it, it consists of a lot of aerobics and a lot of jumping which is pretty awesome so just like i figured you know if i can get my my self back into just used to jumping all the time then i'll be, be ready to jump when it's time to jump
0: <laughs> yeah that sounds like a pretty solid workout for skating get yeah, those thighs all the... ripped and yeah right I'm sure lots of lots of body squats and
1: yeah, exactly. A lot of core. It's a lot of core exercise, and uh, so just uh, you know, I've been like, you know, well, It's harder. It's harder to get rid of that a uh, little bit of old man ch- than it used to be. I'm not like ridiculously overweight, but you know, I, I've got a good 10 pounds I could lose, yeah, just to be in
0: good fighting shape. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. It does.
1: You don't want to be carrying that extra junk when you're dropping off a of shit. It's true. <laughs> Like it's crazy. Did you know that? Like, I think like the statistic is for every ten pounds, it can equal up to a, like like a, close to a thousand pounds of pressure when you drop. That goes onto your body and your joints and everything. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, There's some like crazy statistic about because I, you know, I I have in in the past I worked out and trained a little bit um, just to keep myself in shape. Once I started breaking the thirty barrier, I was doing a lot of you know all through the early 2000s and stuff as I was in my 30s uh was training with a, a good friend of mine Rob out of out of state college near Woodward and uh he he was a pretty solid dude and we we were making a pretty good regimen for uh for for skating for a workout for skating that was a little more geared towards uh what we do yeah but uh yeah there's some weird crazy it's crazy how much uh, it can affect you
0: oh yeah it's uh it's everything it's your vehicle so if if it's not working and you got a trick in your head then your body just isn't capable of pulling it off then you're not going to pull it off it's it's the most important thing is to have your body ready to rock and roll yeah right it
1: is so uh...
0: what does what does skating look like for you these days like what what kinds of stuff are you skating what kind of spots who are you skating with
1: uh I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of business blading, brother. I'm uh, I'm going to be, uh, I, I just got reconnected with some of the boys here in Pittsburgh. Um, uh, my focus is going to be, uh, I created a, a fan page on Facebook, The Airman CE. Uh, my, my whole project now is just going to be labeled The Airman CE. I'm just going to wear the name, wear the label as a representation of all of us of, of our history, of, uh, who we are, because, uh, you know, there's so many people behind that name and that icon. And I just want to represent all of them and, and represent all of us the best I can. So we're, we're, I'll be creating a, a history site, theairmance.com, um, which will also have a, a retail store attached to it. And the, the store we're actually going to be launching here, hopefully next week but it's going to be a, a very exclusive store. It's going to focus in on, uh, the companies that have uh, endorsed me and supported me through the years and the ones that I really believe in. Um, so I'll only be selling REMS products as the skate brand that I'll be representing. And, uh, I'll be focusing in on being, uh, the best REMS retailer that I could possibly be for myself and for Kato and for all those who love REMS. Um, I'll also be representing Eulogy, and I'll only be selling Eulogy wheels on my site. And again, being the best uh, Eulogy re- retailer I can be. And then uh, Rockstar Bearings as my exclusive bearing company, um, and then uh, which is a New York City-based company with uh, John Ortiz, Ray Mendez, Disla uh, Brothers, and uh, all them good cats out of New York. Um cool. And then, uh, Denial Clothing with Majette and Kilgore and all the boys out of Philly will be my clothing representation. And, uh, out of Boston, uh, Hakeem Jamo and Brian Lewis, my brothers for a long time, um, and a good friends, uh,
0: with Create Original as the frame nice. company that I'll be representing. Hakeem Jam- um, is- is- Jamo, is he involved with, uh, Create Originals? Yeah.
1: He started okay. it with Brian Lewis. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, Hakeem was on my, uh, he was on bird clothing. He was one of my riders for a while. Yeah. Yeah. When i my, went on my tour. You know, he's a brother. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, my store will focus in on those products. And then, uh, what I'm going to be starting as, uh, as something maybe new in, in blading since it's time is, uh, I will have exclusive Airman CE products from all of these uh, companies, which will be signature uh, products. I've got a, an Airman frame that's coming out that's already out and ready to sell. Uh, awesome. With original. And it's, awesome. Uh, it features a, a Godfather logo with the uh, uh, puppet hand, you know, and the Airman written in Godfather font. Awesome. It's pretty sweet. Um, so that, those will be available for sale here in a minute. Um, and then, uh, I've got a new wheel coming out with Eulogy, which will be available in the summer. It's going to have a bunch of Tommy guns on it if they try to stop me. And, uh, it'll be my 25th anniversary as a sponsored rider. Um, so we'll be celebrating that with Eulogy. Um, I got a pretty fresh shirt coming out with, uh, Denial and, uh, And uh, I'll be doing some stuff with Rockstar. And uh, and then Christmas, we're going to be putting together with Wren the official Airman CE setup, which will uh, consist of an OS4 boot, uh, the Airman frame, uh, eulogy wheels, and the Rockstar bearings all as one exclusive setup. They'll all be built by me, and uh, I'm going to build every pair. Now, everything that I've... Everything that we're offering is going to come in limited edition. We're only going to make a certain amount. Um, like, there will only be 125 frames available per color, um, which is only going to be the black and the white. And uh, they're all going to come in a numbered box with my signature and a, a Airman CE letter of authenticity to make it an official collector's item. Nice. Nice. And, and uh, so then, all the all the products with my name will will be doing the same. So they'll all come. They're all going to be numbered products as a uh, as official collectibles uh, from the Airman. Yeah, you know. So uh, you know the the wheels will be numbered, and and everything is going to be coming with uh, you know like the letter of authenticity and all that. So I'm hoping to create kind of more of like a collectors club. I mean, I'd love for everyone to rock them and roll them too, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, rock them, roll them, put them back in the box, and wrap the certificate around them and close them up.
0: (laughs) That's exciting.
1: And then, and then I I I discovered uh, actually Joel discovered these uh, in 1994. uh, This company made these trading cards for action sports. And we got our hands on a handful of them. They're brand new, mint condition, 1994 Chris Edwards trading cards. Wow. And uh, I will be signing them, numbering them, putting them in a shield, and selling those off at 50 bucks a piece. And that money is going to help me get around uh, to skate with everybody again. Cool. So people will be able to have a piece of uh, the beginning you know, 1994, the first tarmac, the first skate, that was the year that we, the first uh, world championships, that's when, uh, that year is uh, the official mark of the international involvement of, uh, of blading. So people are going to be able to, the first handful of people who purchase them has going to be able to take home a piece of history and, uh, and, and then have it with some pride with us. Yeah. So, uh, Well, we've got a few other things that we're discovering and things that we're going to be releasing, some historical pieces that I'm in the works with some other people on, and people will be able to start touching and feeling the history of where we've been, uh, of who we are, and what we are today. That's exciting. um, That's my focus, brother. Yeah. It's just to,
0: to hold down the legacy for all of us. Yeah. Can we expect any more edits from you?
1: Hell yeah, man. I just went out yesterday and filmed.
0: Awesome. And I'll keep it up. Nice. So are you riding Flat Rocker these days? What's that? Are you riding Flat Rocker?
1: Yeah, man. I never stopped doing that, dude. That's how I go so fast.
0: Yeah.
1: Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still rocking it the way I've rocked it for years yeah uh, um yeah it's all all, all four down brother you get them all all going cool. and, uh, utilize that that frame the way it was originally designed to be used yeah and I found a way to grind them. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: but uh yeah so I mean that, that, those are my projects and I'll be working with Kato uh, we're gonna be focusing in on the kids. I'm gonna be developing a, um, uh, like a, a brother blader. Brother Sister Blader program for everyone out there to get involved with uh, finding a kid to mentor, and if you get them to buy uh, a pair of skates from our site, then uh, you'll become like an official uh, Airman CE uh, mentor and uh, part of the brotherhood and the family, and you will uh, you will you'll receive like 25 percent off uh, of all of our products and. You know, we'll hook you up with some shirts and some different things that we're working on. You know, I don't have all, all the things I don't want to promise what I can't deliver yet, but uh, those are what we're working on. Um, so that that's going to be my focus, man, just uh, focusing on the history, focusing in on the companies that I love, and uh, focusing in on the kids. Cool. And then uh, if anyone wants to uh, be uh, – part of my mailing list so you can be uh, updated with everything that we got going. There's uh, two ways to do it. You can go to uh, Facebook slash the Airman CE and be a part of our fan page. And then uh, also we're uh, going to be uh, setting up uh, Airman CE 86, representing the year I started, at Hotmail.com and people can uh, start uh, emailing us so we get your contacts and your information, and we'll gladly uh, be a part of it. We consider everyone who Rollerblades part of our family, and... Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> so Kleenex. How did you? love to sponsor. <laughs> yeah, Kleenex. Uh, but yeah, okay, man. Any, anyone anyone <laughs> who Rollerblades, <laughs> man, is a part of our family. And uh, my, my dad's working with me, my, my wife, Joel, and brother and sister, like our whole family, all the Edwards are behind this, and uh, we're, uh, we're proud of, uh, of everybody, and we want to do what we can to support everyone, and we greatly, greatly appreciate everyone else's support in return.
0: Nice. So how did you get uh, hooked up with Kato, or how, were you always close with Kato?
1: Yeah, I man, I've always loved Kato since the moment I met him. Um, he he he's, he's he's a he's an inspiring dude. Uh, his his dedication to start the first skater-owned company was so steadfast and so strong. I mean, the dude did it, man. He was making skates out of his house, you know, out of his garage, hand stitching skates. Like, it's unheard of, and. He was able to grow into the rims we know today. Um, I've always, I was on contract with Rollerblade. Um, his first skates, you know, like a lot of people like that flimsy style. I've always been a Rollerblade rider and needed that lockdown. Because, uh, you know, I've always done big, burly, dum-dum stuff. <laughs> and I've always had to really strap myself in. But uh, when he came out with that OS4, man, I saw it for the first time. I was like, dude, what is that? Like, is that seriously a Ram? And I borrowed a pair from a kid at the skate park here in, uh, in Pittsburgh and wrote them. And I just fell in love. And I was like, so geek. Like I was like, I felt like I was a grommet. I called up Kato, like, Hey man, can I please ride for your company? <laughs> <laughs> and then Kato was like, are you serious, man? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I think we both kind of were geeked out on each other, which is kind of funny and fun. You know what I mean? Like, like I can't yeah. believe you want to ride for me. I'm like, well, I can't, you know, like, I want to ride for you. You know, like, I can't believe you made such an amazing skate. Like, uh, you know, like I've always been proud of you and the, the what you've done, but you just made a skate that I can ride. Like, I can actually ride your skates now, man. And uh, I was just uh I was thrilled. And I, I love them. I love Kato. I believe in Kato, and I believe in his products, as a lot of people have for years. And uh, I, I'm stoked that he's got a product that I can ride uh, without uh, fronting or you know riding him just to ride him. Like I, I truly love his product, yeah. and um, I'll do I'll do anything for the brother. So we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna represent REMS to the fullest at the airmanCE.com. <laughs> And uh, you know, uh, you know, Frankie was riding for him for a bit. he's riding for him, man. Like, man, just like the the team's amazing. The the job he's done, everything, man. I just am blown away. I'm honored to be on his skates, and uh, I'm looking forward to repping him for uh, years to come.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know? that's exciting, man. Yeah, juice. Yeah.
1: I can't wait for my new boots to come, man. I got some old boots I had to roll yesterday. I got my wheels, I got my frames, I got my bearings, and they're all just sitting here waiting for the boots. Oh, cool.
0: <laughs> new setup. Yeah, I got a new setup I'm about to pop off,
1: including nice. the Airman frame from Create OG.
0: <laughs> oh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. That's really it's exciting. You can, uh, you
1: can check out the frames on my Facebook page, uh so check it out. You can
0: uh, get me up on the fan page. I also just have my personal page. I don't mind sharing it with everybody. Yeah, is that this? Uh, this your icon on Skype is you smiling, holding? Is that the frame? Yeah, you're holding the frame. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, everyone
1: will be able to purchase them. It's, uh, it's actually a, a www.shop.theairmance.com. We're gonna be opening the store up first. You know, just I uh, gotta feed a lot of kids and my family. And uh, as we work on the theairmance.com as a history site and a uh, home of the later brother-sister program.
0: Cool. So that so. in the in the REMS edit, that little girl that that sprayed you in the face is that your daughter? Uh, no, that's Jewel's daughter, Ayla. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, my kids. My kids are in North
1: Carolina. I get to see them often and talk with them, but uh, you know, I'm I'm up in Pittsburgh right now, so. I do my best to support them, send, send my support financially and spiritually as best as I can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Part of growing older. Yeah. So, like what, but, uh, what, what time of day do you like to go skate? Is there a certain, Do you like to skate in the morning? you like to skate at night?
1: Um, I like to, uh, I like to skate whenever I can. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I don't have a preference, I suppose. Um, uh, right now, I'm uh, I'm just jumping back in. I mean, back in the back when I was really at it all the time, you know, every single day. I, I was I would go twenty four seven. You know, it didn't matter what time, and when, where, and why. You know, but uh, um, at this point in my life and in my uh, career, i have just. Uh, We'll be setting up some different sessions. I got, you know, I, I I hope to be able to get in enough shape where I can handle it every single day again. But at this point, you know, a few times a week, nice and hard is good. So, what kind I, just, of- I just rolled yesterday and uh, plan on rolling Sunday. We're gonna set up a session and uh, you know I'll try and get all my kids uh, on skates and. Jules' kids on skates. I love them as well. She's got a son, Cohen, and a little girl, Ayla. So they're like my children in a sense. You know, like I treat them as the same. Yeah. And
2: uh,
1: you know, we're uh, we're a big mixed bag of uh, kids and parents, but uh, we're all of one big old family. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're uh, we'll be setting up a Sunday a Sunday uh, roll with kids in the Pittsburgh area. A uh, Sunday afternoon deal, which we're going to try and make consistent, and
0: uh, and then uh, set up a couple other sessions with the fellows throughout the weeks. Cool, some other skaters in Pittsburgh. Yeah, there's some good cats here, man. There's, is there some <laughs> nice skate parks?
1: There's a, there's a couple of good uh, concrete parks, and uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of really cool spots in in Pittsburgh. We just yeah. went and pulled a few uh, yesterday. I just, uh, I just, uh, probably been like, it has to be at least 20 years since I did stair riding, (laughs) but, uh, yesterday, man, I just hauled ass into the, into a a big old set of stairs right in front of Heinz Field. Nice. Like, flew down a couple sets of stairs, and then, uh, 360'd a little six-step at the end of it. Cool. But I... I hadn't done that in 20 years. I definitely probably hadn't 360 to set the stairs in uh, quite a while. Cause, you know, a lot of my time was spent at Woodward riding trannies. Uh, you know, I got all the demos I did and everything. I, you know, I, I was the first to grind down a handrail. I did my part in pioneering a lot of the street. But Arlo, you know, really has got a lot of credit for that aspect of what we do. And I really, you know... Was almost forced to be stuck on tranny just because of uh, my uh, contract with Rollerblade and all the shows and demos I had to do on Vert and uh, but uh, I'd always go out everywhere I was and do some street skating everywhere you know yeah and but I, I've never really put too many big street edits out you know most of my edits were always uh, park or Vert oriented and so now I'm gonna um, in my older age I'm probably doing it backwards. But I'm now, gonna, I'm now gonna focus on some street
0: edits. <laughs> oh, cool!
1: <laughs> but you know, it'll be just some more like you know old man,
0: old man dinking around at it. <laughs> nice. I'd love to see it. But, I'm sure a lot of people would love to see it. It'll be cool. I, I
1: popped a couple of things off yesterday. Cool. There, were a couple little things. Yeah. It was fun.
0: Nice. How do so, I did? So. Tell us about the, like the first time you did a, uh, a rail. The first time... You were the first person to do a rail on rollerblades. Yeah. How, how, tell us about that.
1: Um, well, Jewel's going to be writing my book. Um, you're going to be able to purchase the book. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 uh, but seriously, Jewel is going to be writing my book. But um, Cool. Uh it was pretty, uh, uh, okay, here, here's how it rolls, you know, you have, okay, Doug Boyce has the design sitting on his wall of of the skates that we're rolling on today with, uh, with the uh, the wheels slightly off center with, uh, you know, the front and the, the two front ones being pushed up and the two back ones being pushed back in order to create the gap, you know. So he had have, that drawing,
0: he, he had, had the, drawing, Okay. Like before there was actually skates designed like that.
1: Exactly. Like he had the concept, he had a conceptual drawing and idea for it, like a, a pretty nice one, not just like a scribble scrabble. Like he had like a conceptual, like to present it to a company. Yeah. Kind of you know, uh drawing. And uh he had that back in like uh like eighty eighty seven, you know, eighty eight. Um so the seed was already planted. We'd been, uh, at that time, you know, no one's taking what we're doing seriously. We're uh, yeah. merely circus freaks, especially, you know, myself was, uh you know, they were just utilizing my craziness to uh, get attention. You know, you, you drop myself in and blast a couple of big boomy boom booms, and people come around and go, what the hell is this? So, <laughs> It, uh, it attracted people to then this big dance charade and, uh, you know, the rest of us, you know, Angie and Jess and, and everyone rocking on the ramps and everyone doing their parts and, you know, of this Rollerblade uh, extravaganza, you know. Um, but uh we were we're no the rollerblade wouldn't make no one made a frame we were rocking uh trs's uh at the time which were you know uh, you know at first you know my first pair of skates like these metal frame zetras if you go to tracy white's museum uh you'll see like a picture of him holding some he got his first pair with zetras too there's a handful of people out there that actually touched the zetra um which was rollerblade's first skate out with the uh, Metal frame, it was, it was crazy. Um, it was almost like a, um, uh, uh, it was where the the metal frames were all full of holes, so you could adjust the wheels, whatever. But uh, um, so rollerblade, uh, we're all rocking TRSs, were which were you know from rollerblade standpoint designed for uh, recreation. You know, kind of like an all around skate that you could do recreation in and hockey and whatever. And those were the the one skate that. Uh, we really took to. So it was a team rollerblade series. So it was you could do freestyle, you could dance, you could play hockey. It was that one all around skate was the TRS. Um, so we're rocking that, and then no one's uh, in a position to make us a frame. I mean, it's a pretty big and costly adventure to jump in and pour a frame, especially back then. Um, so within a handful of years, Jeff started talking about. Uh, looking at the smaller skateboard wheels so he kind of was like yeah we you know maybe we should try that so then there's a point where uh, I went home after like one of our demos you know we were on the road and they had talked about it we went home we split up jess found some skateboard wheels I went and found some skateboard wheels I, I call him up or he calls me up and you got him yeah I got him like like, are you able, are you grinding? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, me too. Like, we're grinding. Like, hey, cool, it's working. Like, we're grinding. But, but uh, but then, uh, uh, you know, like the, the frames ground down to nothing quick, man. So it was like blasting through frames. And so then, uh, I, I went and got a choice hanger from Home Depot and cut out the, cut out a hole so that it could wrap around. So it's like the very first grind plate was a, uh, Home Depot Joyce hanger wrapped around solid metal, but there was no groove, but it didn't wear out, but there was no groove. So it was fast as hell and a little sketchy. And so, like, uh, uh, those, are, those were the first, like, real, real true grinds, um, were on those. And so you'll, you'll see a lot of those grinds in Dare to Air. All the first grinds in the history were in Dare to Air. Now, I did the very first Official grind was more of a slide, like a royale slide down like a little three stepper, uh, that I did with some fat boys on before we, uh, came up with the idea of the smaller wheels.
0: This um, was down like a, a three stair rail.
1: Yeah, just a little rail, so it was more like a royale slash. You know, but it was the first time that anyone really jumped up onto a rail and attempted to do anything on it.
0: Yeah.
1: So that was like 1992. And then by the end of 92, we were, uh, you know, that was like the beginning of 92. And then within only a couple of months from then, uh, we'd all gotten juiced off of that first experience. And then really started putting our minds to how to innovate without uh, the cash or the ability to start from scratch. So the great innovation, the small wheels came into play. So like a lot of people think they just ride small wheels just because they don't realize that the whole reason why we went to small wheels was to create a gap on a recreational frame that wasn't designed for freestyle blading.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you know, like, really, we all started out on 72 mils, you know what I mean? And then uh, only out of necessity did we go so small. There was a time in the industry where the wheels were so freaking small, like, they were just, like, almost pointless. So yeah. we were able to back up to a proper size. I mean, rolling forward, forward riding flat, uh, which like all all uh,
0: all like 45, <laughs> forty five man forty crazy yeah, there were some tiny wheels,
1: yeah, and then those wheels ended up like Arlo then comes comes along rather
0: quickly, you know he was part of the fold
1: um, so then he uh he he comes up with that uh using the wrench that came in the um, rollerblade box because he thought I was absolutely insane and probably out of my mind. To, you're wrapping it with all metal. So he innovated that, which then created a groove, which then he realized that if he put two bigger wheels on the outside, he'd go a little faster and uh, create a gap, you know? Yeah. So. But yeah, that's that, man.
0: Is that, is that enough for you? Cause there's a lot more to tell, but I got to save some stories for Joel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So w- Jump, jump into the future! Like, what uh, are there any videos that you that have really touched you recently that you really like? Like, rollblading videos?
1: I, I nothing that like really uh, instantly stands out. I mean i i've been I've been busy with uh, work. You know what I mean? I've been doing old man stuff, dealing with kids and uh, my own personal kids. But, Joel's, Joel's children and, you know, our lives and um, and then just work and I haven't really caught anything as of super recently. I, I go online a lot and you know, look at clips and look at things and you know, see like little bits and pieces of what everyone's doing. I just like to kinda of check in on everyone. Yeah. And I mean I'm I'm blown away by uh I'm blown away by uh Happy and Eric's gone. I really like that spend that little spend campaign that he did. That was bad to the bone. The spend, the
0: spend, spend you know, campaign.
1: That, yeah, spend Booker's. You know his little uh, that that video that he put, put together with him like uh, rolling around with the launch ramp.
0: Oh, with yeah. all the launch ramps. Yeah, that was awesome.
1: Yeah, that was cool. That was like a nice old school, new school marriage right there. That was pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, that was really cool.
1: Yeah, I like yeah, that a lot. And man, really, anything that Chris Happy does is just uh, you know how down worthy. Same with yeah. Roscow, Roskow, and Morales, Jeff Stockwell. Stockwell's one of my favorite skaters of all time. That's yeah, he's that amazing. I just what he is, man. Like, I can go any which way, including loose. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there, there, there's so many, man. I just, I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really proud of everybody. Everyone in the past, everyone in the middle, everyone today. Like, I'm I'm, I'm really, really proud and uh, honored to be
0: able to, in any way, represent all of us. Yeah, you probably don't remember in uh, I th- what you, uh, I'm not totally sure what year it was. You came to Vancouver in the '90s, maybe '95, '96. There was a yeah. ASA comp there. Right. Uh, you were you were ripping the vert ramp. And I was, I was probably 12 or 13. And huh? I was sitting with my friend Joey in the stands just, just watching. I don't even think we brought our skates because the ramps were huge and we were just little kids just started, starting out skating. We were watching you skate. And, huh? uh, you were skating really hard and, and you were sweating up a storm and you threw your shirt out into the crowd. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I ran for it and I got it. And I was so excited, but I picked it up, and the shirt was like – it was like it was dipped in a bathtub, like it was soaking wet. And I was shocked. I I was was so excited. I'm like, Chris Edwards' shirt. I grabbed it. I picked it up, and I was like, oh, and I instantly dropped it. It was so sweaty. (laughs) And then this other kid like ran up beside me, and he grabbed it, and he's like, don't Uh you know, this is Chris Edwards' shirt. And then he ran off, and I was like, well – yeah, it would have been cool to have Chris Edwards shirt, but it was like so it's sweaty. sweaty.
1: It's <laughs> cool, man. I don't blame you, man. a sweaty thing. I sweat all the time, man. I'm just lucky that
0: Joel hangs out with me because I am sweaty <laughs> a sweaty little bastard. I actually I sweat a lot when I do this podcast. Yeah, I always I always get a sweaty ass. I sit in a leather chair, and I always get get really excited, and I'm like drinking tea. And yeah, I get really good. sweaty. My my wife is giving me the glaring eyes. She's like, move on, Ron. Don't talk about your sweaty ass too much. She calls me yeah. Ron. Yeah. Does she? Yeah. She calls you
1: Ron. Yeah. And your name's
0: Ron. Yeah, I guess it's easier for her to say. or She just likes Ron. She says it suits me more. Really? Yeah. Or I think it's the name of one of her ex-boyfriends. I don't know. That's, well, Joel calls me asshole, so... <laughs> Yeah, she calls me that too. She says that it seems to be better. Yeah. So I think there was on, there was only one other time that I actually saw you in person was in Toronto. Yeah. You do you remember you were there you were like a judge for the Canadian nationals in okay. I think ninety eight ninety nine? There was a big purple street course.
1: Yeah. I th- I, th- I slightly remember it was it was it was probably with Chris
0: Fowler and those cats, right? Yep, that's right. Yep, right. Yeah, I really sucked. I sucked. You and I was like a a really yeah. mediocre kid in Solomon's, who could barely yeah. air the the fly box. I think I got thirty eighth place. Really? Yeah. Thirty eighth in Canada. Nice. That's me. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, I was able to judge and put you in 38. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I probably deserve to get 45.
1: Contests are so overrated. Yeah, I'm not too it's into like, it. Like, it's like one person feels awesome and everyone else feels lame. So horrible. Uh, it It's kinda such t- a horrible t- concept.
0: Yeah. What's that? It kind of takes the fun away from it.
1: It does. It's such a horrible concept. Like, why do we have to be so competitive? It's just retarded. Yeah. I think that, you know, I really like, uh, I like where everyone's at right now, man. It's, it's really a lot more lifestyle, a lot more about just the skating, the accomplishments of the individual for the whole, more, more so than the like, you know, I'm better than you vibe. Gotcha. It's kind of back to its roots where, where it belongs. Yeah. You know, I mean, like Arlo, Arlo and I always had like fun competition amongst each other, but I never was like, I gotta take Arlo out. You know, yeah. I was always about Arlo. You
0: know, when he whooped my ass, or
1: you know what I mean. Like, it's never
0: that way. It's just exciting to see what different people can do because everyone has their different take on it. Everyone has their their different skill set, and it's that's what's exciting to me about skating is the individuality. Like, how many different things can possibly be done on skates? How many different people think about it in such a different way and and contests kind of homogenize everyone they make everyone it it kind of forces everyone into a little cube and like you said it takes away from the the rawness of it and it takes away from the like like not caring if you fall trying something until you get it and it's just it's like uh yeah do a run live up to this these standards and 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 win it's silly Roleplaying is more of an art. I think people invented, like, these corporations, I think, invent, they wanted to create contests because, like, that's how normal sports are, you know, like baseball, basketball, hockey. It's a sport. It's, you put the ball into oh, yeah. the net, you score. And to, to make people understand skating, to make them care about skating, they thought it was necessary to, like, make it into a contest, like, create this, like, artificial environment, yeah. Where... Well, especially when, especially when
1: it was ESPN. I mean, ESPN essentially is the one that came in and, you know, set up the first NIST series, uh, with everyone, you know, and we were all kind of hesitant to do it, but then just outweighed the hesitancy with the ability to reach so many and, you know, took the, took the plunge and, and, and the risk. And I don't think, you know, there's no regret, but, yeah. uh, I think that uh, you know, for me, anyways, man. I, 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 I prefer just rolling. I like to promote rolling. I like, uh, you know, I like the fact that we can all rock a free heart, a free mind, and we all got that freestyle.
0: Yep. Chris, it's been awesome to talk to you. Thank you so much for doing this. No problem, man. My honor. And uh, everyone, go check out. Um, the airborne or the airman ce.com and go yeah. like the uh the facebook page look up the airman and uh chris i wish you the the best it's 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 awesome to hear that you're going to be pushing rollerblading and it's been an honor to speak to you and uh hey. thank you so much for doing this man it's been a blast
1: of course man my pleasure uh you know and uh just thank you everybody for uh, for rolling Thank you all for believing. Thank you all for your support. Uh, Please just stay strong. God bless you. And uh, thanks for being behind the air, man. (laughs) I'd be nothing without you.
0: Awesome. Well, I hope you have a good night, man.
1: All right, brother. I I owe you a shirt. For sure.
0: I'm excited. I'll make sure that Joel, sure that Joel washes it. <laughs> awesome! Hey, tell Joel. Joel, put me in the book. Right You can write about hey. uh, the time Chris Edwards was interviewed by Todd. Okay, and, <laughs> and the
1: sweaty shirt
2: story. Definitely. The sweaty shirt story yeah.
0: for sure. You can have that free of charge.
2: <laughs> all yours. Good. Thank you.
1: Well, it's not really free of charge. That was just uh, you and I exchanging. Since <laughs> you got a trick tip.
0: Cool. Cool. We're even. <laughs> Thanks for that too. I'm gonna work on my my quarter pipe airs.
1: Perfect. <laughs> please do, man. I will. And, uh, hopefully we get to skate together someday and you can uh, show me that you got that shit down.
0: Yeah, oh, I'd <laughs> love that, dude.
1: That's
0: right, awesome. <laughs> well, uh,
1: listen, if, if everyone really, please uh, come support uh, the airmance.com and uh, it'll, it'll give us the opportunity to come out and roll with you. You know, like, uh, I spent all my money in the front end of my career to... Start the tours that I did and go roll with everybody and get back. And uh, any money that comes this time, we'll be doing the same just to keep my family alive and fed and the ability to come out and see everybody and skate with everyone. so Awesome. That was my plea for uh, please support us.
0: <laughs> we will. Well, thank you very much, Chris. No problem, thank you, Joel.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Good night. Good
1: night. Good night.
2: Yeah! I like it, baby I don't wanna live forever And don't forget the joke